Welcome to the grant, the EU funding podcast. My name is Nils Tudovinder and I am the creator, editor and host of The Grant. The Grant is an independent, non-commercial podcast initiative with the ambition to dig into all corners of the EU R&D funding system on topics of interest for the full EU R&D funding community. The gender aspect in the EU R&D framework programs has long lived alive as sections of the R&D proposals that was not really taken serious. Standard generic 10 line paragraphs, rolling eyes, frowns, and in general being ridiculed as absolutely irrelevant. Those times are slowly fading away. The EU Commission keeps pushing for real gender related reflections and input both in specific sections and organically in, for example, the excellence section. And the Commission has here shown itself ahead of time. Most people acknowledge, at least, that it is a subject you need to have an opinion about as a consortium. And if not, it won't be in that last 5% top tier that brings you the funding. It's that simple. The barrier has moved. I brought in two experts on gender and diversity in EU R&D proposals to the virtual podcast studio. Lachlan Smith and Jakob Feldfors Christensen, owners of Diverse Unity, which is a company supporting research organizations on diversity in research, and they also run the podcast Diversity in Research. Here we go through where in the Horizon Europe proposal you need to keep an eye on the gender aspect, and they give tips and hints on how to approach it. Please enjoy. The Grand. Welcome to the Grand, the EU funding podcast. Uh, now, the timeline series has come to a, a formal end, but I have I have reached the submission episode that took me uh, 22 episodes. So I hope you're gonna gonna take advantage of all those those very geeky, in detailed, in depth episodes on how to deal with every single step of the process. But doesn't mean that I'm finished with the timeline series because there are many other little things, small little corners where it's very nice to get some generic uh, information on how to deal with this. And uh, that's what we're going to have today. I have a couple of guests. I'll get back to them in a second. So what we're going to talk about today is the gender aspect in Horizon Europe proposal. So it, and it has grown in in importance as time has passed. Um, I'm not going to say any more about that in this introduction because I'm going to have two strong guys uh, with me here who are specialists within this topic. So. Please, Lachlan, welcome, Jakob. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice to have you guys on board. And uh, as we just discussed shortly, pre 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 recording, Lachlan, you go first. Please introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so I'm Lachlan Smith. I am a co-director at a company called Cloud Chamber, which is based here in the UK. Uh, and we're a research uh, and evaluation consultancy. So a lot of the work that um, I've been doing over the last few years has been working with 
uh, research funders as well as research institutions and academics, principally around helping them to uh, win grants, I suppose. But but more recently, it's been focused a little bit more on questions of uh, diversity and inclusion in international research and what that looks like. And prior to this consultancy role, I spent quite a few years working in UK universities in pre-award functions. So principally, again, supporting academics with their funding applications as and I'll let Jakob introduce himself. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for that. And Jakob? Yeah, well, uh, thanks for, for having us here today. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, Jakob, and I'm the director of uh, Diverse Unity. Um, I've been working as a research uh, advisor for uh, 10 years now. I started at uh, Aarhus University here in Denmark, uh, working pre-award uh, primarily with the social sciences and humanities. I was part of the first cohort of the IAMA certification in research management, and that's where I started to be interested in the whole uh, area of gender and diversity, particularly because, uh, as we'll talk about later, uh, diversity in grants mainly... When we say diversity in grants, we often mean gender. But as an openly gay man, it's like, hmm, I think it's a bit more complicated than that. Um, and that's where I moved into this, and particularly in the international aspects, and um, started working with internationalization, gave a presentation at the INAUNS conference in Edinburgh in 2018, where I met Lachlan. And we started working on these topics, and I founded the company in 2020. Uh, where we try to make diversity and internationalization work in research and research management. And I uh, do all my work uh, in collaboration with Lachlan. And as we started the company right before the uh, lockdowns, uh, COVID lockdowns, mm. um, <laughs> we uh, started a podcast because we were just there and couldn't really do anything just as uh, things were supposed to, to kick off. And that's when we started the Diversity and Research podcast. Where we had the US, I guess, recently. Yeah, and that is we will uh, have a short talk about that uh, because it's uh, it's sort of um, underlining your capacity mm -hmm. on these things. We disclaimer: we already met yeah, yeah. online, me and Jakob, Jakob and I. We uh, I was in your podcast, and yes. I can strongly recommend mm -hmm. uh, diversity in research podcast. Um, because that's so you sort of took took your your discourse of your company mm -hmm. yeah? yeah what you wanted to get to to professionally and and start as a startup to deal with and then you sort of because of covid and you're sitting there staring into the wall like everybody else yeah <laughs> you know, it's diff it's difficult to get out and and get customers right mm -hmm. so this is a way of getting out yeah. Getting out there, and like every other uh, 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 white uh, man in that uh, in that uh, situation, we decided that what the world needed was more of our voices, and uh, so we, <laughs> so we started we started a podcast. Yeah, no, and it has it has been absolutely brilliant because of course we 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 run around and do workshops and presentations and consultancy for research institutions. Um, and stuff like that. But this is an opportunity to go in depth in, in topics, both when it comes to research policy and talk to policymakers, research managers, researchers within some of these uh, fields and really have a, a geeky conversation like you have here 
here on on on, on uh, research proposals. We we yep. have that on the internationalization and um, diversity aspects in in research and research management, and particularly because, I mean, these are two. The two agendas are, and we'll probably dive into this later, the two agendas are tightly knit together, particularly when it comes to solutions, at least from our point of view. But it's also two agendas that don't necessarily go very well together, uh, as we internationally have very different approaches to uh, gender, but particularly when we move into other diversity aspects like um, sexual orientation, race, etc., etc. So sometimes uh, research is a particular uh, area that makes it uh, difficult for itself sometimes mm. uh, um, before we move into the main topic mm. do you want or present your company a little bit more Lachlan do you have uh, a few words you yeah I mean I, I think um, I think the driver behind everything we do is about getting the best out of researchers and, and therefore you know, getting the best research really at the end of the day, we recognize. And I think, you know, the research community recognizes more and more these days that if you actually want to produce good research, research that, uh, you know, solves real world problems, you need diverse voices. And gender is part of that and has, and, and, and gender has been part of that for a long time. But what we try and do is get uh, researchers, research managers, institutions and funders to think a little bit more broadly about diversity and what that might look like in a research proposal, what it might look like in a collaboration, what it might look like in terms of the types of uh, questions you ask or the stakeholders you might work with in your research or whatever it might be. So that's where we focus a lot of our resources, you know, be it on postdocs who have you know just come out of PhDs and are starting their career right through to uh, you know, senior research managers who whose job it is to you know help coordinate and 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 navigate the world of you know funding generally, but European funding uh, in particular, and the complexities that that come along with that. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, I uh, have a lot of sympathy for your for your beating heart for this. <laughs> so it's uh, it's uh, we need we need more people that uh, that has both a beating heart and a will to change some of the things here in this world, right? So it's uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, let's um, let's move on to today's topic <laughs> here. We will have. We will try to give the listeners a generic on generic episode on the gender in gender aspect in Horizon Europe proposals, and um, flying and background. Um, so, if we just do, any of you want to? I could, but I have experts in in my virtual <laughs> podcast studio. Do you? Could you give a brief? Um, fly in on the history and background of the gender aspect in the framework programs. I think, Lachlan, you just either you just wrote a, a, a paragraph about. I, I, just, and, you know, yes, I probably I probably should say. Something I'm going to throw you under yes. the bus here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's that's totally fair. That's totally fair. Um, we will correct you if you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I guess. I mean, what are, yeah, yeah, thank you. I'm sure you have to that. that's, that's definitely the case. Um, I expect to be corrected shortly. Uh, 
I guess I'd say a couple of things. You know, I mean, gender gender in research more broadly has been talked about now for decades. It's it's fair to say. When we've talked about gender in research in the past, it tended to start from the point of view that we wanted more women to be in research positions, um, and that's you know, it's, and and alongside that comes other things around equality of pay. Uh, equality of promotion opportunities and things like that, but that's that's essentially you know kind of where it started a little while ago. But in terms of how um, uh, Europe has, has has thought about this, the the, the bit of work I, I did recently, which one day will hopefully be in published form, that's the plan. It's hopefully <laughs> going to be in a chapter in a book. Is looking specifically at the European um, sort of Research Council and, and and the way they mirrored uh, equality, but particularly gender. In their uh, in their proposal process, and so you know, it, it 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 started with little things like eligibility criteria being changed to ensure that perhaps women who have had children um, aren't being disadvantaged by having career breaks and, and things like that. It, it moved on to CV templates to ensure that there was fairer comparisons uh, between candidates applying. And then it moved into unbi- uh, sorry, unconscious bias training and awareness raising for evaluators, because actually to address questions of diversity and gender within a research program, uh, everybody needs to be on board. This isn't just about getting more women to apply or getting yeah. gender aspects of research to be included in research. The people who are evaluating it need to understand that they may have some unconscious bias or there may be issues they need to be aware of and take account of when they're evaluating. So all of that sort of started to roll forward. You, you, there were opportunities to um, include costs, particularly within ERC grants around 2017, um, to help uh, ensure equal opportunities and gender balance. Uh, so these costs were, were made eligible. But the most recent developments uh, have been moving towards what's generally termed um, gender dimensions uh, in research. So the best way to kind of think about it is, you know, how how are applicants when they're applying for funding uh, addressing questions of gender and sex in research design? What does what does that actually look like now? You know, we're moving on from yeah, it's great we've got fifty fifty uh, split between uh, men and women on a team, but actually the research you're doing now is is that also striking a gender balance? If you do your research, can you actually draw out gendered conclusions? Uh, from your research, whether your research is particularly gender focused or um, or not, so it has evolved over the last sort of fifteen to, to twenty years, I guess, and we expect that evolution to continue into the future. And, and I know for people who are involved in applying for European funding, you you know you'll probably know the questions of intersectionality, um, of of greater questions of diversity, looking at other aspects of diversity uh, are. You know, in the pipeline, they're they're coming on stream. At the moment, gender remains the focus. Uh, So where I'm particularly interested in in getting people to uh, think about gender is more in what does it look like in research design? What does it look like in your research collaboration? As opposed to making sure that, uh, you know, there's enough women getting a promotion within your research team, which is really important stuff. And it's not to belittle that because it is really important stuff. But I think we need to move the conversation on a bit now, and it needs to be a bit richer, taking account that we still need to do all that other stuff. And if I could just add a 
supply bit and and say because if you take look at it particularly in a in in a in a grant aspect then i think the the two big changes came with horizon uh 2020 where you had to address yeah. gender equality somewhere uh, in in the team and you had to address it but still in a way where you could and uh, I am certainly guilty of that. You could get away of basically having a generic paragraph in a Word document on your computer and you could copy paste yeah, yeah. it into any uh, yeah. any application and then adjust it a bit and say, yeah, we know it's not really uh, equal in gender, but we'll, we'll work on that. And then, but you had to address it some way. And that was a, a big step for many researchers. And then, of course, with Horizon Europe, you had the you now had the mandatory gender equality plans that you seem as a yeah. research producing organization need to have in order to apply for uh, uh, um, EU grant uh, money uh, uh, at all. And we'll probably get into those. They are a, a, a whole chapter of their own. And now, of course, as Lachlan mentioned, you have to do a gender analysis on on the research itself and not just on on the team. So I think those are those are the the two really big shifts broadly in uh, for for managers. A lot of what Lachlan is is being in the background, but and something a lot of uh, research managers don't pay enough attention to. Yeah, and that was that was that was a that was what we dug into in depth because that was the core topic of the talk that we had in your podcast, yeah. right? That, <clears throat> and we can just briefly sort of paint the picture because I've been I've been doing I've been in the proposal community, all both public and private, all sorts since two thousand and 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 eight. And the thing is, people didn't care about it. No, no. At all, hmm. you know, it was something yeah. the commission came with. Uh, no, nobody, everybody thought it was a, was a nuisance. Hmm. Basically, and you're like, why do we have to do this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when it came, so I remember when it was introduced in Horizon 2020, people were frowning upon it. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, in 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 heterosexual <laughs> sexual uh, research manager, so to say, you're like everybody and ad, ad, advisors and so on. Why do we need, you know, like, it doesn't matter if you do research on sensors for plastic. Why do we have to write something about gender and mm-hmm. that? So that yeah. was that was a very, that was the, the common mm. approach to it. And I cannot, to be honest, I cannot honestly say that I have not also at some point frowned upon it. No, no, no. <laughs> That's to tell yeah. the truth. Because it yeah. was, yeah. it seemed like, it seemed like a political enforced uh, uh, paragraph. Mm-hmm that you had to put and nobody cared enough about it. They were happy enough to have you know, like yeah. five, ten, yeah. ten lines. Yeah. Uh, and that was it. So it seemed like an odd thing that was just sitting there, sticking out from a coherent thing. And then it was like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and that's, I think that's, that's pretty much, I think, unfortunately, a very good, a very telling tale about diversity in in in, in research more broadly. Yeah. It is looked about upon as a as an a last minute add on, as something we have to do, and it, it is. I um, I think it's actually very problematic for for the research community that that is how we look at it, because when we talk about. Because it speaks to an idea of research happening in a vacuum. It's just something that happens 
there and then we do yeah. something there and then society has to adjust to that but the real world is actually quite diverse it has a lot of races 50% of the population is approximately are women uh, pretending yeah. but pretend <laughs> i mean we we're, we're gay we're here as well and yeah. there are some significant differences there pretending that's not relevant you are i mean what kind of signal are you sending to the rest of, to to the outside world? I think it is, and that is, and we can, and we can of course discuss this later. How that came into with with Horizon twenty twenty, and yeah, it became a strange add on. The gender equality plans is a bit, perhaps wasn't the solution we had hoped it would be, but at least they're trying. They're trying to do yeah. something politically, mm. and they and they are trying something that universities aren't unless they are forced. So we can laugh a bit yeah. at it, but they're actually trying to do something. And I would would wish that universities would have do, done that on their own. The conclusion from our talk, mm. Jacob, it was that it was it was the commission notching, yeah, slowly. Yeah. So to finish, sort of, sort of say the my sort of framing was. What happened was that people, it was sort of premature to what the development and the view mm. on gender equality and so on. So, yep. so when that when that sort of wave came mm -hmm. some years ago, it started sort of being more commonly acknowledged that uh, something there, yeah, that you yeah, yeah. Need, to, need to deal a little bit more in mm. depth with this. Me too, gender equality, LGBT, and mm. so on and so forth. Now. Mm. With the Horizon Europe, mm -hmm. where they have upped the, their game with the gender equality plan, so it's sort of they have sort of pushed it up a little first, sort of continuously, just yeah. stone by stone, yeah. you know, and 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 now it's sort of the development in society is, is supporting that. So it's it's a uh, it <laughs> it was a, it's a long way around to come to the conclusion that we came to, Jacob, mm -hmm. that the the commission is doing what they're supposed to do as a political organization. Yeah, they. Yeah. They stand. They st step forward mm -hmm. and say this is important to deal with, and then you can say it was weird, but at least they did something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. and they're continuing yeah. that work. And then you can say, ah, we had hoped for something to be bigger. Sure. But in in all due time, because if you push too much for these things, then then people are going to be pushed away by it. Exactly. Yeah, completely, completely. And it's it's been a incremental process and, and i'm and, and yeah. i'm sure there's somebody in the european commission who will tell you tell you that it was all totally planned this way and they knew exactly this yeah, yeah, yeah. And i'm sure that's not not reality <laughs> at all but yeah. it has taken the, the commission to to be a leader because if we if we had waited for universities um to take a lead on this i think we oh, our member states or, themselves or, you know yeah hmm. yeah yeah totally so um it's it's progressed positively despite probably some resistance but people are buying into it now and i think more and more people are, are understanding the value even if they sometimes are still struggling to work out what it might look like for their own research mm. they yeah. can understand the overall value of it that was a nice background and flying also with a little bit of uh, sort of more more in-depth uh, exchange here on on the background and so on for all these things. Now, 
Now we're going to get a little bit instrumental here, right? So we will we will have a talk and you will share with me and the listeners about... So normally, modus operandi, so to say, for my uh, uh, timeline series episodes is that I say, okay, if there's anything related to the template, then I explain what's in the template. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like how do you attack it? So mm-hmm. first going through, so what are what, how is, has it been set up and what is the thought behind, mm-hmm. so to say? And then... We uh, after that we we have a talk about how you would approach that, mm-hmm. um, and we'll <clears throat> that's my normal way of working. If you think it would be better to take it piece by piece, this is what they say. This is how you would approach. I don't know. They, they, yeah. We'll see how this yeah, yeah. goes. But if we start with the so so we have so if we just look at the at the Horizon Europe template. Mm-hmm. Um, and where as it is now, mm-hmm. without discussing any any, uh, any nuances, uh, what we think about it. So what? So what do we? Where do we have uh, gender aspects to be aware of? So uh, I think one of the main challenges now, and what <laughs> I think is incredibly good, and what uh, frustrates uh, a lot of researchers and research managers, is that now gender analysis is considered considered a part of excellence yeah. you have to address this as part of excellence and i think that is uh, a, a, a bigger and bolder move than than we actually than a lot of people have would have have thought uh, of and is a it's a bigger uh, bigger uh, challenge that you actually have to think these aspects through and i think that's still a big of a a bit of a challenge for people and i get it in some of the i would say i completely understand why you would think this is perhaps uh, tricky in uh, theoretical physics uh, in as uh, perhaps astronomy we've uh, recently did a a talk on uh, an institute for nanotechnology uh, to how to do a gender analysis so i think for a lot of people there is a a shift in how you think and how how broadly you have to think about these topics that particularly in some of these more theoretical areas of course some of them they will say the commission if you don't need have to do it but if they don't say that you actually have to and it will probably be a stretch for some people but it is that idea that you have to think it perhaps through to an end user and in collaborate projects that you perhaps need to have end users end users present that you have to work perhaps in more of a co-creation approach already on a on the uh, proposal development stage in order to get this right because you can't solve all this with state-of-the-art references yeah uh, you went directly to the solution yeah (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, we need to we need to be pedagogical yeah. towards the listeners here. Yeah. So they're sitting and staring at the templates yeah. and they and you have some gentle. So I have put it's okay. Uh the, you 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 gave a taste of what we're going to talk yeah. about in 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 20 30 minutes. Now, what we're going to go uh, so uh, what I have put here is what I have d- dug out. Mm-hmm. Uh, as most of my listeners regulars know, I don't work 
professional with this anymore. So there might mm. be some things that I slipped, but this is something I dig out, dug out on the internet, right? Mm -hmm. With people, presentations, stuff like this. So you have four, I put four bullets in the, in, in, in this box. So you have intersectionality, mm -hmm. sectionality, you have gender dimension in research and development, you have gender equality plan, equality plan and you have gender balance in research mm -hmm. teams. These are four elements, right? Yeah. That is addressed in the template that you need to deal with. Yeah. And of course, you guys, you need to explain us what, so taking the first bullet, what is intersectionality? Mm -hmm. uh, what is meant by that? Sure. Wow, yeah. that's the, yeah. You go on. <laughs> that's, that's almost, I was going to say, that's almost the trickiest one to start with. The yeah, other, the yeah, others are, yeah, man. are probably more straightforward. I mean, intersectionality is essentially about trying to understand that people are more complex than one dimension. So, for example, we're three white men on, on this on, on this podcast and it's and we we fully understand the irony of three white men sitting here talking about yeah. gender dimensions in 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 research proposals that's like 40 that, and 55 <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> yes yeah we can narrow it down even further yeah. i'm sure but um <laughs> but the reality is, is despite the fact that us being three white men here there will be some intersectional differences between us so as Jakob said uh you know Jakob and i are both gay men uh, Jakob is from uh, Denmark. I'm from Australia, but I live in the UK now. Uh, we've got um, uh, Jakob's married, for example. I've, I've got a partner. <clears throat> we've had different educational backgrounds. If you extend it beyond us, you know, you'll have people of different race. You'll have people of different age. You'll have people potentially of different social class, uh, different uh, religions and faiths and things like that. And it's about understanding that even if you are looking at a question of gender, the question of gender is more complex than just gender because not every woman is exactly the same, essentially. So it's applying a lens to uh, research which acknowledges the complexities of looking at gender because you might also be having to take account of race or age or other things as well. That's a really because it can affect the work that you're yeah doing. exactly yeah, yeah. Um, and it could affect your methodology it could affect yeah, your yeah. team uh, it could affect the type of the the, the framing of your research questions and yeah. where you do your field work if there's field work involved all those sorts of things so that's that's my explanation of intersectionality yeah, yeah. and how and how where do you need to 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 uh, to to deal with the, is that is that in in the excellence section or is that it is that is there a section oh, i feel like i should offload to jacob on this because <laughs> he's, he's better with the form than i am well <laughs> well it's a bit uh, the the tricky thing that is probably a bit a bit all all over all over the place and it depends a lot on yeah. on the on the research again if you're going into medicine and particularly we'll look into how uh, that is linked to uh, some illnesses will be uh, it will hit particular groups more than uh, others uh, perhaps due to risk behavior or genetic differences etc etc it could be linked to race etc etc and while that seems quite obvious, we actually have a long history of not taking that into consideration in, in medical research. 
both when it comes to testing new drugs. Actually, a lot of drugs are only tested on uh, male mice uh, as well. And when it comes into trial, it's only tested on men. Often, side effects of medicine uh, for women are only discovered after two or three years of, of actual use. So we yeah. still have a lot of these uh, uh, problems. So it's definitely part of excellence. It's also part of, it can also be part of uh, methodology uh, of how you're going to do this. And then, of course, it can have, uh, it's also part of the impact section because. Again, this doesn't happen in in a vacuum. And there is, even if we're talking about something hitting, let's say, the gay community, there's a big difference between being uh, our uh, a white uh, a cisgendered man in, in Denmark with an academic degree and being a, a black transgender woman in, in London. Yeah. So in that sense... A, a, it can, and that's why you have to think these things through. So it is, yes, it is in excellence, but it's also in in your research methods, depending on the project and, of course, in impact. Okay, so just to explain to the listeners, yeah, uh, in the how, how do they how do the commission put this in the template that you need to be? You know, like how do they guide you on this? Well, if you already, if you just look at the excellence and the uh, first. Um, uh, just the box right under uh, excellence. It actually says in the fourth line that approach it a consideration of uh, of the gender dimension in research and innovation content. Um, okay. So it's 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 up there um, mm. as something you have to think uh, through to it all. And it is mentioned. Uh, I think it's already mentioned in the. Uh, objectives I can't remember right now but it certainly comes into uh, 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 to to the methodology and usually right now they still they still talk about gender uh, in some templates I think it's in the Marie Curie program they talk more about gender and diversity and they have open that up I'm getting more and more woke yeah 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 <laughs> um, the european research council uh, who would have thought they were the the, the woke ones uh, but um no but so they it has been broadened out there but i can there are in some of the um, documents behind all this where it, it makes clear that it it is when they say gender it is gender and and um, diversity and yeah Right now, I just looked at this the other day, and I, of course, I think there was somewhere where they talk about intersectionality specifically in the um, in the template here. But now, I of course, can't uh, I of course can't find it. Um, but it 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 seeps through the whole the whole template. I think the but it's still I think there's still a bit uh, afraid of making it too specific. So it's more like. Spreading it out all over so people don't forget, and also because it's a, okay. There's a yeah, a big difference even when we look at at the in pillar two projects. It's very different when you are looking at perhaps environmental technologies to looking at some of the more uh, yeah health or perhaps uh, SSH projects that is directly yeah. linked to society. So 
in a template that has to cover everything, you have to be kind of generic and broad on this topic. Uh, okay, let's move on to... Um, Lachlan, do you have anything? I was just going to add, the, the other area where it's, it's Im implicit, mm -hmm. it's not explicit, is in the ethics section. Yeah. And when you're talking about the ethical implications of your research. So... When you're talking about, you know, potentially harming vulnerable groups or working with vulnerable groups or, you know, different questions around ethics, yeah. essentially you are also talking, you could also be talking about the gender dimension of, of, of your research. You know, if, if, if gender plays a key role or other elements of diversity, but if we stick to gender for now and they're expecting you to um, address that in your methodology, as Jakob said, you know, they, they ask you to explicitly address it in, in methodology, they ask you to explicitly address it in excellence, how are you addressing it in terms of ethical concerns? How are you going to make sure that no ethical concerns are raised or if they are, are they mitigated and things like that? And it's, it's often um, uh, easily overlooked, I think, but it, it can just as easily apply to your ethics section as it can to yeah. others, even if it's only implicit. That's a tip, tip for you guys out there. That's bridging us into so gender dimension in the research and development. Mm -hmm. Is that interlinked with this, I guess, with what we just talked about? But is it specifically, do, do you specifically have to address gender dimension in research and development in the excellence section like this? Do you, yeah. do you have to, to have paragraph, you know, like a section on it? I would do that. Yeah, I think yes is the short answer, isn't it? Yeah. And um. then again, <laughs> the actual shape of it can be very different again because and it's also when you're talking about technology the further you you're closer you are to basic research perhaps particularly when it comes to technology you further when you look at the technology readiness levels the further you get away to get to basic research the more difficult it will often be because it's so developmental you don't really know what you're doing often so just the idea of thinking it through to the end user the closer you the higher you get on the technology readiness levels i think the the easier it would hopefully hopefully get when it's it is uh technology uh, uh related so i think there are whole and that's of course and that is of course a tricky part and why both grant writers and a lot of researchers don't really uh uh, like it now he said you can't have that generic paragraph anymore and then just yeah. plop it in there and say and this is what we're going to do because right now it's so so directly linked to this specific project and what it is going uh going to do and of course it has to reflect because and i'm gonna i'm gonna jump a bit here but but so because if you look at the go down to the um, impact section and you have to describe uh, if target groups are mentioned in general terms in the work program you should be specifically breaking target groups into particular interest groups or segments of society relevant to this project mm -hmm. does it say gender here no it doesn't but no. it, it, let's guess that's also what they're hinting at yeah, some different, and of course, but you can't. You can. You do can it. do it. You can. Yeah. But the moment you yeah. do that, if you have something there, it has to be reflected in the excellence part as well. You can't have it have it stand out uh, there alone. So I think what makes this, what is really clever of the commission here, and I'm not usually one to 
say uh, that many good things have come on pat that i'll back. pat that back <laughs> they have made it really clever here because you have to work it through all the way and you can't make a den- generic solution and and put it down on the, uh, uh, on top of every uh, any application you write you actually have to uh, address it specifically in the context of the particular project yeah and that's also what other guests I've had uh, mentioning mm. around this that you need to deal yeah. with it and you need to be more clever but we'll get sure. to that when we give give some advice sure. on how to approach this but yes it's it's it needs to be there and copy paste stop copy yeah. pasting uh, standard text you need to you need to be more clever mm-hmm. than that okay that's that then then uh, the gender equality uh, plan we've been talking about that uh, couple of it's mm. been uh, popping up uh the last 30 mm. minutes um what is it what is it well there's a there's a, there's a good question mm-hmm. um essentially well the first thing to know about a gender equality plan is that if you're applying for european funding as Jakob mentioned earlier you've got to have one and and that's that's your institution it doesn't have to be you personally as a researcher having a gender equality plan it's the institution yeah Uh, that you work for that has to have a gender equality plan. And they do helpfully explain within the um, application process what is meant to be in the gender equality plan. If you're getting to the point of applying and reading it and thinking, what on earth is this all about? Uh, There's maybe a problem. I'd suggest you go and talk to your research management team about your gender equality plan and making sure that you have one, which I think everybody does now i'd be very surprised if there were there were institutions that were eligible to apply for eu funding that that didn't but it, essentially it's about having a public uh document that the institution has signed up to to put into place uh well which commits resources to supporting uh, gender equality within the research institution it it provides some baseline data um around Uh, agenda around students, around staff, uh, and it has annual reporting requirements in terms of uh, that data. It it has a commitment to awareness raising and and training around gender equality, unconscious bias training, which I talked about earlier, for staff and for decision makers within an institution, um, and and those sorts of things. So it might talk about things related to work-life balance and organizational culture, uh, gender equality and recruitment, career progression, uh, and, and those sorts of things. So it's, it's a public document that your institution has. And, and and in terms of where it fits into the application process, well, it's, it's pretty much just a tick box. Do you have a gender equality plan, which lists the different, which covers the elements that they describe, um, which I've just sort of talked about. share it. Uh, you don't have to share it per se with the with the um, uh, with the commission. You just have to say yes, we have it. It has to be publicly available. So if I'm if I'm an assessor and I want to check that you've got it, I I need to be able to go on your website, your institution website, and find it. And for everybody out there, and I've not checked every European institution by any means, but every time I've ever looked for one on a European institution's uh, website or an eligible body, I've always been able to find it. So I I think most people... And how is it, do they, can you make it 
look however you want to make yeah. it look you know like can you or is there a template you need to follow and um, no it, as long as you cover the elements that they say you need to cover so the stuff i just talked about the training the the fact that it's public the fact that you okay have so there data. is sort of a there's a structure yeah there's a structure and, and pretty much everyone i've seen follows that structure i think people do the bare minimum mm. let's be honest um mm. <laughs> to get this published that's mm. just the reality of it going back to the conversation we had at the beginning uh, so there is a structure yeah. there's kind of a broad structure but if you're the researcher it's it's not up to you to be writing that gender equality plan that that should be done at institutional level you might have input into it and that would be great if you did but you shouldn't be writing it and it, i think they specifically didn't make a template for it because what you could do particularly in the beginning, was simply to to gather all the documents and strategies and policy you already had within this area yeah. and then basically just say, make a part of your website that says, we're doing this and this and this and then link to those individually so that people didn't have to uh, reinvent the wheel. So I think that's why they made a flexible solution. The challenge of that, of course, also is that the main question that we have heard every research manager be, be met with by management when this became mandatory was how little can we get away with yeah and that yes. uh, uh, which again of, unfortunately is is uh, telling of of the level of ambition in this area for, for for many universities that being said there are some brilliant ones out there and there are ones who have gone beyond what is necessary and are looking at as we talked about before intersectionality and uh, diversity more broadly and have policies and make that part of it. So there are definitely some some people out there and the commission is trying to push it. They're having some awards this year on, 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 the, on the gender equality plans. If that's going to move the agenda a lot, I'm not certain. Um, but but it, ha- it is a bit of an an odd thing because it's mandatory but who's going to check it basically technically speaking i think it's part of the uh, auditors process but are they are they equipped to 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 evaluate this in a proper way or probably not probably don't have much no exactly (laughs) so so in that sense but it, it at least it forced everybody to have a good look on their policies and see if they if they met the criteria again so it's it's probably a it's it's a nudging we should take it for what it is and it's probably a good nudge in the right direction and also because it's also private companies right i know your 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 target group is the the research universities uh but but this is for for all partners that needs to yeah but in this particular area i'm quite sure that this is what's aimed at universities but if you look at the private sector, they have been working with gender and diversity for many, many years. And why do they do that? Because it's good business. Universities just haven't realized that yet. So this was, I think, this is clearly from the commission aimed at universities, not private companies in, in Horizon Europe. Okay, it depends what yeah, 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 of course, of course, of course. Yeah. And um, where in the world. But, uh, but if you look at how yeah. much money a lot of large... Uh, companies are spending on this they're not doing that for fun no <clears throat> okay so that's that's the nature of this um and then the last bullet gender balance in research teams this is something that you also had in 2020 mm. right you had to sort of justify or you need to explain needed to explain 
the composition yeah. of your team. I remember having <laughs> done that uh, when I was writing proposals there. So has that changed in any way since Horizon 2020, that part? Not significantly, I think. Mm. It's more people now. It's Except that now I think we have more and more talking about how in, and that is how research, of course, has developed, that now you also have people who have to address when it's the other way around, that they actually have, where you have research area where areas where it's mainly women, why you don't have a gender balance in, in that way. And in, in that sense, I think it has broadened the... Uh, the perspective. I don't think the se section in itself has changed significantly uh, uh, as uh, as such, but I think the thinking around it and how you think a research team uh, as we look more and more towards societal challenge is is has broadened out. And I think at least there are some some interesting ways to not get around it, but solve some issues that you perhaps can't with, with just looking at the team. Because the problem with this section is that it's it easily becomes a question of re recruitment, and recruitment isn't the problem. The problem is retention. I think we should move into how to approach. Let's this. do that. Yeah. Because that's what because we keep uh, walking around the person, keep uh, coming uh, with with yeah. with hints and so on. So let's just mm. let's just attack mm -hmm. that animal. Um, so I think if you sum up, if we sort of sum up this, is that it's you have more things now you need to to be aware of as a proposal developer yeah. and as a as a as a as a partner group dealing with this, but it's still a little weary, right? It's still a little. Still a little, yeah. What are you saying? It's still a little mm. thin, you know. It's still yeah. a little. Um, it's not, but it's again. We're talking about notching as we started in the beginning, a little bit, uh, just slowly, uh, not pushing people. Right? But let's just because that's mm. we got it there. Okay, it could be uh, it could be more sort of in depth. It could be there could be more things you had to to be aware of, uh, forced to be aware of. But let's just take mm. the face of it and say this is mm. what we have. How do you advise? Or how do you work? Because you also write proposals yourself, right? Not really. If we can avoid it, yeah, it sometimes, yeah. Just yeah, like yeah. me. In, in my day job, I do. I want to live <laughs> a long life. I don't want to die of a heart attack. <laughs> 50. Um, now, how would you approach from, you know, like, uh, broadly? Mm. How would you approach the gender aspect in Horizon 20? We have these four mm. elements that we just went through. How would you approach it, or how would you how would you recommend people to 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 deal with them? So let's if you start with the easy one, and then it's that's a gender equality plan, and then you can say we have that. Yeah. Don't don't sweat it. Don't yeah. worry about <clears throat> it. That being said. Another reason for starting there is if we look into the research group, let's say, basically, if you have a problem there, 
Technically speaking, you should be able to go into your gender equality plan and there should be a number of tools on how you will work, how the institution will works with uh, uh, gender. So there should be some tools there on an institutional level that you could include in this to, to rectify uh, this problem if there is a problem. So in that sense, yeah. the, the, you could actually use the gender equality plan for something meaningful in in and not just tick a tick a box those are the two perhaps obvious things yeah, those are hanging low hanging fruits. Fruits. that's yeah. yeah then yeah. i and this is a th- perhaps a bit the other way around because as Lachlan mentioned, the ethics section, it's easily become something we, yeah, we set a lot of, uh, ticks a lot of boxes uh, at the end of the process. This is perhaps a good place to start and consider it, particularly on a gender. Let's start with gender because that's what they require. We would always recommend that people have a broader diversity look at things, but they say gender, so let's stick to that for the moment at least. And then say, yeah, are there some particular problems with the ethics when we when it comes to women? And if there are, how can we flip them in the project and not only solve it so we don't do any harm, but actually do something good? So we use mm-hmm. the ethics section for something intelligent instead of just ticks and boxes at the end of, of the process. And let, let it help mm-hmm. you to think through the actual research because if you just look at the idea from the outside as a research you're so involved in the research itself and probably the technical or uh, theoretical or methodological aspects of it that it can be perhaps a bit tricky to get into the gender dimension of 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 uh, research even if they are there they don't think about it so you just don't think about it. It's not because people are, are particularly evil no. or anything or, or want to uh, harm, 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 harm <laughs> women. They just don't think about it. And this is perhaps a way yeah. of getting into that thought and see, oh, could are there were there actually some things that we, that we should take into uh, uh, consideration? And then it's, of course, looking at thinking. And it's so difficult because, as we talked about earlier, so it differs a lot. But it is that is also why the it's so important to have a a broad team when writing the proposal yeah. and having different people because representation yeah. matters no matter how much we uh, we might present it doesn't and we want to reduce uh, people to a phd degree or an h index representation matters when it comes to these these things so do we have a broad team that can and are will we allow them to bring those perspectives to to the table are we shutting them down because if we're shutting them down it doesn't really matter so it's a lot about actually creating a culture in the application process where you have a broad team and you create a culture where people think that what they can bring to the table also when it comes to more protected personal characteristics like gender, sexual orientation, race, etc., etc., actually brings value. And you might want to add that this is something you should be doing, shouldn't be doing this uh, when you enter uh, the last two weeks yeah, of yeah, the process. Yeah, please don't do this the last two weeks. <laughs> it, yeah. no, just make sure, just because it, that's you yeah. will have the time two months before, yeah. three months before, you know, just 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 try to get a reflected discussion yeah, yeah. on this. I, I, yeah? 
and then try to do just just a minimum amount of desktop research because what most of our listeners would say, but there's nothing. We mm. it's not relevant. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. But but, but but Google yeah. for Christ's sake, uh, Google 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 your research topic gender um, research. Yeah, exactly. And it will be um, out there. But, yeah, you will find something there, and and then hmm. you're clever. My listeners are, are clever people, right? Yeah. They 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 are they are they are they are doing difficult stuff. So you guys hmm. out there, please, dear listeners, you will be able to 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 make a nice. Uh, to take that information and 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 and, and massage it mm. to to something that actually make makes mm. sense. And that, yeah, it makes mm. sense and not something that's just forced ten lines of we respect. No, exactly. Or, or, and yeah. actually, the the Europe the European Commission has had a a, a a large amount of projects, particularly on this topic, and uh, there where there have been produced a, a number of free resources on on particular on gendered innovations. And there's uh, uh, gendered. Uh, I think it's just called gendered innovations two report. I think so. Yeah. 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 Which it was produced by the uh, uh, by the commission, where they had a number of te- experts from different fields, AI, uh, environmental research, medicine, all over the place. They had experts coming in talking about the gendered aspects of of research in these different fields, and it provides some very good both practical examples, but also approaches and. Um, and references if you want to make it make it more academic so there there's actually on on this field the commission has basically made the handbook for it and we can you can of course if people don't know it, we can link to it in the in in the show notes if 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 yeah sure yeah, I'll yeah. Leave the link for because that, for and, the, and it is actually so quite good and quite practical in in that sense so there there really aren't any excuses you don't and i think even at this space place and you we talked about exactly what do we want to do and where where does it say you have to do it they're not very specific and i think that's also on purpose because this is so new so there's still a bit of it's still possible i think to just try things out a bit and i think there is also a question of respecting that this is new so i think you don't have to get it perfect but you have to try yeah Uh, but i think I think if you show uh, a will to actually get some meaningful yeah. mm. pa- paragraphs and reflections mm. in there, that's the, then you then you tick the yeah. box, you uh, and you went you went into the last five mm-hmm. percent uh, that has you know like you you made a beautiful three four month effort to making this and this is something that's gonna take you mm-hmm. a day, yeah, maximum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you have perhaps you're standing out uh, as someone who is uh, as a group of partners that has actually taken mm-hmm. this seriously um, and and shown that there's there is an element there that that you get, gave some food mm-hmm. for thought w- within you. There's already things going on in your research field or technology field, and and you're of course aware of that as the good research partner. And the are. thing is that. Probably, if you then don't just write it, but actually do it as you should, because the commission isn't doing this to be mean to people. They're doing it because it's important. Because we actually do have a problem of not taking gender aspects into consideration in in research. 
That's why they're doing it. If you write this and actually do it, you will also have better research. You will have better research, more meaningful research that takes into account that the world is different, that what you're doing it doesn't happen in a in a in a vacuum. <laughs> yeah. So 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 it's not just a it's not just a writing exercise. This is actually something <laughs> it's not just it, it window dressing. It's actually right. something that will make your research better. <laughs> Yeah. And we, we should, I think so we should always, always remember, uh, remember that when, when we talk about this and when we do this. And, and actually, they do follow up. We have heard a couple of times, we've been approached by a couple of, of consortia where they are like, where they have had their first evaluation uh, with the project officer from the commission and it's, they're being told, you're not doing enough on diversity. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. You have a you have a real problem here. So it's not just something they're saying. They're actually they are looking into it, and they will come after you if you, if you're just writing it and don't don't do it. So it is you have to you have to have a plan for it as well and actually do it. Lachlan, did you because I think I broke you up, Lachlan. I'm so sorry. But I think you wanted to say something. I, I, the only thing I was going to add because I agree with everything Jacob said, but just from a really practical point of view, mm. in terms of what what you yeah. can do. Please. What I what I always encouraged all the researchers that I worked with when I was working, you know, one on one in institutions, is as soon as you've got the shape of an idea of what your research is, and you know you want to apply to Horizon Europe um, under this particular call, then then mm -hmm. sit down with the people in your research management team, or you know. Us, come and talk to us if you want to, if your university allows it, you know, and and just map it out on a piece of paper. I used to get academics to work on a whiteboard. Just map out your research for me. Talk to me about what you're going to do. Talk to me what your team's going to look like. Talk to me about your research questions. And then I would just sit there as a sounding board and can probe and say, so, okay, so you've got you've got six guys there and, and, and two women. So you're already a bit unbalanced on your research team. What, what what is it about these 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 eight people that you're working with that makes you think that they're the right people uh, for the job? Can we can we tinker with that at all? Can we do something about that? That research question you're asking, have you thought about what that might mean from a gendered perspective? And just get that initial thought process going because all of this, I think, becomes so much easier if you can get into the mindset really early on in the process mm. before you've even started trying to yeah. fill in the box. In the in the on the application mm. form, just bounce the ideas off of other people. Like Jakob was saying, you know, having a diverse um, team to support you in that in that application process is so important, and that diversity extends beyond your research team, but to you know the research managers, the research support, the consultants, your best friend who you might want to chew their ear off about <laughs> about your research project, whatever it might be. But please do it as early as possible. Mm. Because if you do it as you're saying, like the two weeks to go, you're going to get yourself in a yeah, right yeah. pickle, a real mess. It's just going to be it's indifferent, you know, you can as well don't put anything. Yes. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Really? And I think the two main questions, I think, when you're looking at gender analysis are two of the main questions, at least, we, we suggest when we run workshops on, on, on this is, is to ask, what am I not seeing? And two, who can help me see it? Because you can't cover it all. And, the will, and you if you will, don't you know will... the answer to question one, yeah, and if you don't know the answer to question one, then you definitely need somebody to help you see it exactly <laughs> question two. yeah so yeah 
I really hope you're listening out there, guys. <laughs> Ladies, sir. Y'all. <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> Everyone. Everyone. Y'all. <laughs> My dear, dear listeners, I, I hope you're listening closely to this because it's going to help you all so much. If you just, if you sit and work with this, it's, it's tips like this, it doesn't take mm. anything compared to the long process you will be dealing with. The, 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 the work, exhausting work you will be doing with so many things. This, it doesn't mm. take a lot. It and really if we doesn't. should take a, perhaps say something about which, uh, the composition of the research team, I think it's easy to yeah. say to look at the how many women and women are there, and of course you can't really. The tricky thing, of course, and why they're not really moving into these perhaps other aspects is you're not allowed to ask about it. You're not allowed to ask ask about sexual sexual orientation, race, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So in that sense, it's really difficult to to say anything about it because technically speaking, you don't necessarily know. But if you look at gender, one thing mm -hmm. is if you have the representation, but you should also have a look at where are these people in the organization or in the project are all the women phd students or are anybody are they work packet leaders are they represented where decisions are being made or is that still the middle-aged white straight men who are doing that yeah us, us. except no, I'm you're the, the you're the, yeah, <laughs> uh, but but still, yeah. I'm but we could be closeted, so you wouldn't know. Uh, so, yeah, uh, exactly. But 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 still, so there, I think there's that added aspect to to be aware of, and that goes for diversity more broadly as well. Is you also have to look at where, who's at the table, when decisions are being made. One th thing is uh, if they are, are there uh, more broadly, but who's at the table? Yeah, and you can say for proposal developers, uh, there you have coordinators and proposal mm. developers. You, you, this is something that where you have a power, yeah. uh, where you have uh, something to say. And I've been mm. sitting in that position uh, as a proposal developer, at least, <clears throat> and de and say, look. It's it's simply not good enough. You know, like the, it's mm. men, uh, the full the f all aid work packages. Mm. We have men. It's not it's not okay. Uh, so pushing the at least mm. at that level with that with technology pro pro proposals, <clears throat> uh, at least trying to push uh, some mm. women in to uh, to to some at least just having a little bit of balance, right? Yeah, and I think it's because and, not, and particularly if you have. Not just in the citizens, citizen part. Yeah, but still, I think if you have made a constru a construction where all work package leaders or people in deciding functions are men, then you've been lazy. It's not because the women aren't there. Yeah. You've just been lazy and, and picked the usual suspects and the guys you like hanging out with. It says more about you than it does about the research field. I tend to, I tend to agree because it's all about a network. It's all about what you... Exactly, and you're like you you you, you take the shortest mm. route, right? Yeah. Uh, and if you know people, da, 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 then 
I've been working with them before. Ah, it is, like and we're always you know? last a bit yeah. uh, last minute with the application, and we have to make decisions. So there are some tricky parts to write. So what's easy to do? That's decide who's who's work package leaders, and we know him and him and him, and they'll be do good. So they will they will we put them in. Actually, I think we uh, uh, is. Uh, Yeah. No? Yep. no, but is the I think we have we, we haven't we covered more or less the the most you know like the 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 most important things for people to be because now we're st- sort of talking about yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if we're talking about how to approach it, um, I think I think we have been we you should get yeah. the idea out there. Yeah. Uh, you have the idea now how how you could. Uh, approach mm. these things and 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 look like the clever the clever yeah. the clever pupil uh, the yeah. pupil. Uh, we should perhaps just say yeah. something perhaps to to here before the the last questions about where these things are going, because I think it's yeah. important because we said they do say gender, but they do mention intersectionality, and there are some of these mm-hmm. supporting documents where they mention intersectionality quite explicitly. So I think. Yeah. They will will be moving in that direction quite soon, and also uh, they the commission released a report on gender equality plans on what they called gender equality plans plus or inclusive gender equality plans, um, and I I think they were when they released something like that is it's a hint that people should take that the next generation of gender equality plans will not be about gender. They will be more broadly and they will require things on yeah, sexual orientation, gender identity, race, ethnicity, age. It would be a lot broader and you, everybody can choose to be surprised and do something in panic like they did with the gender equality plans or you can read the tea leaves and start preparing now because it's coming and... I think we agree that it will be at least by the next framework program, but probably before. I think uh, this is also what mm. we talked about, Jacob, uh, mm. in our episode <clears throat> for your podcast. That it's they they are just slowly yeah, yeah. putting yeah. on yeah. more things, right? It's and making people follow it so they they don't push them away. But I I, I agree that there's probably gonna come come more and they have something they have they have sections in the commission <laughs> where they uh, discuss Certainly. these things uh, and have some long long term planning on how to slowly yeah and if you should put it yeah at least something and there's some some sort of discussions there how they should add more qualified a little yeah, bit and more. if you can add a bit more of context also when we look at the reform on Uh, agreement on reform of research assessment, <laughs> uh, where you have both the Commission and the uh, European University Alliance and a lot of uh, individual universities and research funders signing up for this. They mentioned diversity quite explicitly. So we will be looking at how we assess research and researchers quite, quite differently in a not-too-distant future. And a lot of key players are involved in this. And diversity is one of the key principles there. How exactly it's going to look, we don't know. But it's just to say, it will be more complex than bibliometrics. 
uh, and Twitter followers in, in the in the future. So people should get prepared for these things. And with those words, we move on to the list. Lackland, do you have anything? No, to add? nothing to add. I agree with all of that. Mm. Keep keep an eye on it because it's only going to get more. Uh, well, depending on your perspective, more complex or more exciting, <laughs> uh, more of a burden or more uh, uh, more um, rewarding. Yeah. I think. But yeah, you should. You know what? Out there, mm. practice. Yes. <laughs> get get mm. get used to it because you need to deal with it more. Yeah. 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 I guess we're doing we're doing research for for the for the real world and the real world is complex and diverse unfortunately yep. that's how it is nah, it's not it's good it's yes. how the world is the grand. um no i always <clears throat> have a segment since i started sitting recording my mm. first episodes uh, uh the segment's called mm -hmm. the toughest challenge and i especially applied it to the <laughs> timeline series to sort of get people the idea okay what is the hardest not to crack and then give an idea of how to deal with that but so if you would so looking at this <clears throat> looking at the gender aspect in horizon <laughs> proposals what would be what's the toughest challenge to integrate this in the proposals what would you say would be the most difficult thing uh, if you take on the the, the eyeglasses of the of the pro of a proposal developer what's yeah. the most i mean i'm going to be slightly abstract perhaps and say that for me the most difficult thing is getting into the mindset because once you've got into the mindset and you can understand what taking a gender dimension what what a gender dimension to your research or research generally looks like i actually think mm. it's not that difficult to address mm within the application form, like getting into the mindset is the difficult bit for me. Uh, and that's where people struggle because they insist that, no, there's no gender dimension to my research. There's no, there's no gendered aspect at all. And there's never been, never been that way in, in my area. So getting into the mindset is the key bit. And you might need somebody to help you to get into that mindset. And that's okay. That's totally fine. Um, but getting into the mindset is the challenge for me. I think you're right. I think you're right because there's nothing. What the things that we discussed here, mm. we went through. This is not. Uh, it's not rocket science. Mm. No. To to make something, uh, to make a nice uh, approach with these things in the report. I guess probably the most challenging. If we talk, so if we say, so so we have the mindset, but maybe, maybe if you want to be more mm. refined with your proposal sure. and have it a little bit more into the content if it's not specifically mm. related to diversity yeah so if it's technology project there of course if you want to be that refined but you don't have to not mm. at least yet it might be so in 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 framework program 10 or yeah <laughs> but <laughs> but but it, with the things we're talking about here i think you're perfectly right like i think that's the 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 approach to it to just to to, to take away the filter of you, mm. of the you like the the way mm. you look yeah. at this is okay. Let's try to to change the filter a little bit. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I think that is one of the perhaps dangers sometimes when it, we ask researchers to do it because you know that there are people out there research who have done built research careers on writing about uh, uh, gender and research, and you think you have to 
match that and you don't and it's better to start than to and try and do something than being paralyzed because you have to think you do have to do it all and do it perfectly yeah. and i i think that's that is that is uh, perhaps what is the biggest uh, one of the toughest problems is that we tend to yeah believe we have to do do it all and then we do absolutely nothing and then i think perhaps also if i can have two toughest challenges yes (laughs) this is a topic this is a topic that that's for everybody gender gender in research is not a topic for women this is something that is is relevant for uh, for everybody and we have to understand that as long as we keep pushing it to be something that only women should cover or minority groups uh, should uh, mm-hmm. uh, cover and it's their responsibility we're going absolutely nowhere and that is a big problem right now that's that's, correct. that's a framework thing right yeah structural thing yeah. indeed With those words <laughs> dire dire words of warning yeah yeah <laughs> um we will wind up this uh, this episode um i'm just going to land the plane before we say goodbye sure. to the no and i think if you um, can just say so, uh, suggest people also in the gender innovations also look at the the commission also released some uh, a guide for reviewers where they mentioned stuff about gender and diversity and and considering those things and there are some brilliant brilliant examples of absolutely mind-blowing dimensions of research that you had never thought of that where you can just see this is just going to make uh, things so much better by adding this so looking at the i think looking at the the examples will be can be truly uh, inspiring in in many many ways i'm it 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 certainly has for for us do you have some is there some links or something that sure we can send some of the links through and there's also a very good book called invisible women where they talk also about research but society more broadly how we don't uh, think about uh, women aspects of um, broadly in society and it is absolutely uh, scary to 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 read and shows just why we need to have a gender dimension in research good because then then there's further reading for people who who want to dig into this thanks Dear listeners, um, thank you for listening to the end. I really hope you enjoyed this. <clears throat> you enjoyed this very, very nice uh, talk uh, and 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 walk through the the gender aspect here we had here together with um, with Lachlan and Jakob. Don't f- don't forget to check out the the full uh, universe uh, back catalog that I'm building up uh, on the Grand.eu. I am, have passed 50 episodes, uh, and as you know, dear regulars, you get you get once one per week uh, coming out to you. Uh, I keep trying to build up strong, nice content in all kinds of directions, which indeed this should be a clear proof of that I really want to dig into all corners of important things within the EU R&D funding, uh, funding world. 
Also, um, don't forget to, if you, if you uh, sympathize with what I'm doing here, it is a spare time initiative, a non-commercial and, uh, and independent. If you do sympathize with it, please, what I need, and these two guys, they know what <laughs> I'm talking about. I need you to, to enlist on my email list. Go and subscribe to my list, the email list. That is the best way to build up a podcast as a podcast startup. So please do uh, sign up there. It helps me a lot. Uh, so thanks in advance for that. <laughs> Again, Lachlan, Jakob, thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And uh, and we'll be standing, staying in touch because there will be uh, things to discuss also in the future. So uh, I'm just I will get back to you guys uh, in 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 the future for episodes where I need your 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 strong competence on this. Sure, yeah. that'll, be, that'll be fun. Yeah. But uh, let's yeah. say bye to the listeners. Huh? Yeah. So, bye guys. Sorry. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.